The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. We are excited to have you here today as we are excited to have our guest, Teddy Burris of Burris Consulting. And Teddy is a LinkedIn coach, trainer, and consultant. And today we're going to be talking about the power of LinkedIn as a business and career development tool because that's Teddy's expertise. So, Teddy, you do business development as well as working with people in career transition and helping them use LinkedIn. And we're so excited to have you here today. I am glad to be here, Marie. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about your profile on LinkedIn and and a little bit about why it's important, but then we're going to be really focusing on how you can use it. I find that this is probably one of the biggest myths in job search and career development is that, you know, LinkedIn is magic. And if you fill out your your profile, things will magically happen for you. And we know that it doesn't work that way. So we want to share some practical ways that you can work with LinkedIn and use it as a tool to to your betterment in your career and in your business. So, Teddy, we're going to start out today by just acknowledging that LinkedIn is rolling out its new user interface, which is similar to the mobile interface. And how is that changing what people will do when they're building their their profile? How will they know that their profile is built properly as this transition happens? Good question, Marie. And from a you will clearly know when you have the new interface. It'll be bluntly in front of you. You go, oh my golly, where's all the stuff that I had before? It's it's uh, it's the the interface has changed a lot, but it's fairly still fairly intuitive about how to get around. But uh, there's a there are a few big changes to it. One of the biggest changes to the new interface is that we have lost, let me repeat, we have lost advanced search. So the, those of us who, uh, who grow their business using LinkedIn's advanced search functionality are going to have to look uh, to other licenses to be able to get it, predominantly sales navigator, which is a big jump. So... So beyond that major change, which, again, most people don't use, beyond that, um, from a profile perspective, probably the biggest change that people will notice is that a section that was called additional information 
which included three pieces of data. It included interest, which I loved, the interest section of profiles. It included personal information, which includes the birth date and marital status. Uh, and then it also included a section called Advice for Contacting Teddy or Marie or whoever, where you could write a little bit of a call to action. That whole section called Additional Information has gone bye-bye. So, yeah, it's a little, a little disheartening for those of us who loved that section. But overall, your profile, even though it may be displayed a little bit differently, the same functionality, uh, the same ideas about building a, a, a profile that clearly says who you are, all that still holds true in the new interface. Okay, so advanced search was something that I know business people use and recruiters use, but it's also something I was telling my career changers to use as they were doing research to find people who maybe they could network at companies and some of those things. So we're going to have to do a little bit of regrouping there to figure out how they can do search in a way that still makes sense because I, I really don't think a job seeker needs to pay for LinkedIn either. So we'll, we'll have to do yeah. some regrouping there. Um, but we, we can have, talk about a lot of other things that we can do. Yeah, we still have the search bar. We still have filtering. We just don't have the whole power at our fingertips anymore. Okay, good. So they'll know that their profile is complete. You know, I know the summary section in the mobile and now in the desktop, there'll be that, um, you know, view more. So people will only see the first couple of sentences of your summary now on LinkedIn on the, on the desktop version. They won't see, you know, the four or five sentences that they used to see. They'll, they'll only see about a sentence and a half. Um, so that changes our, our profile a little bit. Are there other sections that that you notice are, are quite different? Um, not significantly. I mean, it really is just the presentation of it. Um, um, the um, You still have the ability to have uh, digital content uh, uh, connected to your summary as well as your experience section. You still have the ability to have education and volunteering. Actually, they group education, volunteering, and uh, work business all into what's called background. They okay. read, they're, read uh, they're changing the way skills are presented so you can see more of uh, the uh, endorsements, which is a, a, a little unique. I didn't, didn't expect that to happen, but LinkedIn wants us to see the endorsements more. Uh, they moved the recommendations, which were traditionally attached to positions under your experience section. They're now grouped together and not attached directly to a work position. I haven't experimented with uh, creating a recommendation yet, so I don't know how that's changed. But it, for the most part, it's really presentation that has changed. And we just, you know, it's it's. Uh, I call it the world is all about changing. We need to change with it, and we'll see how uh, how these changes hold up as it rolls out. So, you know, we've got our profile, and, and we want to make sure that we have it filled in. 
But then, as I kind of alluded to at the beginning here, we really have to know what we want to do and how we're going to use LinkedIn. And, and the first part of that is building our own network. So tell me a little bit about how you recommend people build their, their network. Should they accept every invite that they get? No, and it, uh, I absolutely am not a fan of accepting every invite. Um, and I'm also a fan of when I build my profile, I am focused on my most important viewer. So when you're thinking of who is your most important viewer in the business that you're in, in the role that you're in in that business, uh, in the goals you have for your career transition, uh, your, the new types of work you want to do, when you focus on who is your most important viewer as you build your profile, you need to transition that same thought process over into your networking activity. So there's two things that happen with net with networking on LinkedIn. You get you receive invites and then you send them out. And you really can't control a whole lot about who sends you invites except for how your LinkedIn profile looks. However, if you get an invite from someone, I'm a big fan of vetting who they are quickly based on my goals and um, and who they are relevant to me as well as maybe of interest to me. That's also important. And if you don't see any kind of relevance in a very broad sense, if you don't see any interest in a very broad sense, then I'm an advocate of just hit the X because you didn't ask that invite. You don't see relevance. You don't see interest. They didn't get it unless they give it to you. Some people will send a personal invite message. Very few do. So uh, you, this is a business tool, and as a business tool, I don't have all day to spend accepting invites from people who are totally irrelevant to me and or of no interest to me. So hit the X. It's no harm, no foul. But, but Marie, on the other side, when you're trying to grow your network in a very deliberate way, you want to think of two people. Your most important viewer, who is it that you're trying to connect with that, uh, that would help you in your goals, whether they're in business or in a career transition? And you also want to think of influencers. Who are those people who may know those most important viewers? So when you're sending out invites, you want to be very intentional not only to send them out to either most important viewers and or their influencers, but you also want to send them out to people who know you. And there's lots of ways to get people to know you on LinkedIn. Right. So we've got our, our most important viewer or our target kind of audience person, as well as the, um, the information about who, who's our influencers, who are those people that might have influence in this sphere that we want to have influence. Um, those people that, that are going to, help us build our network in one way or another. And as you alluded to, just as we don't like to get those invitations that are, you know, the standard, I would like to connect with you on LinkedIn. We don't want to send any of those either, right? Absolutely. And, and furthermore, there, you always, regardless of the opportunities not to include a personal note, 
you always include a personal note. You never know who's going to look at it and how they're going to feel differently about you because they see that you spent a little bit of effort to try to start the connection off in a meaningful way. So it's important to always send an invite, uh, personal note. It's also equally important to never send an invite to someone who doesn't know you. Now, that's a very blunt phrase and a very blunt best practice, but there are lots of ways for people to know who you are in a very broad sense when you send that invite. It could be an introduction from someone who trusts and respects you and knows that other person, a personal invite via email. But it also, Marie, could be just engaging on their content, engage in their groups, et cetera, et cetera. There's lots of ways to achieve that. They need to know me first. Okay, so they you would you would recommend that that person before they even send an invite on LinkedIn that they do something to be known by the person they're sending that invitation to. Absolutely, hey, give me I give you an example. So if I wanted to connect with more people uh, for the work for B, uh, IBM in a particular city because I want to go to meet the folks at IBM who work for a particular department in a particular city. I'm going to do some research, and I'm going to find my target most important viewer. I'm going to look and see if they're in a particular group. I'm going to look to see if someone I know knows them. I'm going to look and see if they have any activity on LinkedIn that I could possibly engage on. There are lots of different ways for me to do that, just through LinkedIn, let alone going out in the real world and, and, and engaging with these folks at events or conferences or trade shows, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so there are very simple actions that you could use to find that most important person you want to send an invite to, again, through their, their network, through their content, uh, and, 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 or, and or get introduced and it really does not take a lot of time. And once you do that, then that person, when they get the invite, they're more apt to say, oh, my God, this is that Teddy Burris guy who just engaged on my content in a meaningful way. Or this is the guy that Marie told me about. So that they're more apt to hit that accept button. Okay. Good. Well, we'll dive into that a little bit further and continue talking about how you can use LinkedIn to build your business or your career when we come back from this short break. So we're going to take this short break and we'll continue talking with Teddy about how you can use LinkedIn for your career. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. 
Savvy business owners, learn how auspicious timing can have a positive influence on business decisions and strategies. You can achieve your goals while creating a competitive edge in your given field. Tune into Illuminating Feng Shui with host Kathleen Zamansky, where classical feng shui and Chinese metaphysics work together to help you discover your strengths and use them at the right times. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Technology is moving at a rapid pace with so many innovations, new ideas, and improved applications. One thing that hasn't changed, though, is real estate. But will it? The Future of Real Estate with host Jessica Stoner will share with you the minor adjustments and the major disruptors in the future of real estate. Modern advancements are changing how we work, where we choose to live, and affects how our homes and communities will be built. Homeowners, buyers, sellers, and investors can tune in every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking with Teddy Burris about improving your use of LinkedIn for business and career development. So, Teddy, we were just talking about asking others to join our network and that we want to find a, a connection and be a known quantity first. So, one of the things that I um, have actually been doing recently was trying to connect with some folks on LinkedIn for a specific reason. And so, I was dropping a name in that uh, connection request letting them know that we had a a mutual connection, but I wasn't specifically asking for that mutual connection to say something about me. Is that adequate to what you're talking about here? So if I wrote to you, Teddy, and said, oh, I see that we're both connected to to Wendy, Um, you know, I'd love to connect with you here on LinkedIn, or would you suggest an, an even more calculated approach? I I would always lean towards the most impactful way to get that person's attention. And, um, and, and, you know, you're you're right. We could do that uh, through, hey, uh, Marie, I see you. And Eric and I are connected uh, uh, together, and I would love to connect with you as well. It's all about the purpose and the goal of that connection request. And so if, if my purpose is for you and I to connect and then get into a conversation about how we can help each other in business, I want you to trust and respect me at an even higher level than just dropping names. And so I would reach out to, you and I, by the way, are highly connected to each other. You know, I'd reach out to Deborah or Ross or Joshua or Eric or Lynn um, or, or Daryl or Wendy, and I would say, hey, what, do you know Marie well? And if they come, let's say Eric came back and says, oh, my golly, Marie's a good buddy of mine. Then I'd ask this question, do you think Marie would be a good connection for me in regards to the work I do with 
in career transition and the, and the best practices of LinkedIn. And my buddy, Eric, who knows me well and knows you well, he just told me that, would, could, would, would likely come back and say, oh, my God, Teddy, I think you and Marie could have a great conversation together. And then okay. based on the, the – go ahead. No, that's great. Um, so I think what you're – Based on his answer of, of hopefully yes and yes, he knows Marie well, and Marie would be a good connection for me. Then I would ask this question. By the way, this is in a very simple email I script out. And then I would say, Eric, if the answer is yes, do me a huge favor, buddy, because, again, he's a friend of mine. Would you send Marie an email, copy me on the message, and let Marie know that I would love to connect with her on LinkedIn, and if, if at all possible, have a conversation with her about her business in the near future. Okay. So you're really building that connection from the first from the first conversation. Immediately engage is the words I use, Marie. Immediately engage. I don't want uh, you just to hit accept on my invite. I want you to get an introduction from somebody who trusts and respects both of us for you to be of interest in who this guy is. And then once, uh, when you get that email from me, excuse me, that introduction from me, you're going to be more likely to accept it. And then furthermore, if I get introduced by someone that you trust and respect well enough, when I send you my invite or you accept my invite, then it is possible that you and I can get into an open conversation about your business and what you're doing. And it's called, it's called immediately engaged to start developing the relationship. Nothing to do with sales. Right. And of course, for our career seekers, it has nothing to do with a job, right? It's it's about a conversation, a, a relationship. It doesn't have to do with, with a job. Absolutely. And I use the word sales all-inclusive because uh, I am a career coach. And I tell my, my clients that you are selling yourself every day. With every engagement, you're selling yourself. So stay focused to the relationship until you have permission to talk about what you're trying to achieve and how they possibly can help you. Perfect. Yeah. So that's adding new connections. What should people do with the connections that they already have where perhaps it was more of this click, click, click business? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot of things you can do. I mean, A, you've made the connection. And this is not unusual. Uh, unfortunately, many people don't use LinkedIn as deliberately as I do, so they just, they just accept connections, and there's no relationship with them. I, I'm an advocate that you should uh, spend, a, a, based on your purpose and your goal, you should spend a certain amount of time each week reaching out to your network, especially those that you have not talked to in a while, and reach out to them and say hello. I'm a big fan of using the birthday thing, which unfortunately I fear might be going away, but there's talk that may come back uh, with the new interface. But I'm an advocate of reach out to 15 people a week. This does not take a lot of time. You know, you could do that pretty quickly and literally in 10 or 15 minutes once you get good at doing this and just say hello. And so that you're nurturing specifically with your most important viewers you're nurturing the relationship just by saying hello or engaging on their content or sharing their content. 
anything you can do to nurture the relationship with your most important viewers that you're connected with, do that. And far more powerful than that, Marie, as you're nurturing the relationships with your network, again, especially your most important viewers, when you have an opportunity to take it IRL in real life, do that. Often, uh, I will call the people up that I'm connected with if I, if I can find their phone number and if it's important to them and me and have a conversation. Often, I will invite them to an event that I may be at that may be relevant to them if I'm in their city. So the bottom line is with your connections, especially the ones that you've connected with years ago and haven't had any engagement with, if they are relevant to you and either an influencer or a most important viewer, you've got to engage with them. You've got to say hello at the very least and uh, so that you nurture that relationship. I like it. IRL, in real life, do it. On the phone, in person, I think it's so important, and we get carried away with the online piece of it and forget about that part. And we also forget another part, too, Marie. I'm a Dale Carnegie graduate coach, which means I've I've studied Dale Carnegie numerous times, and I've taken the course uh, more than twice. And as uh, I studied Dale Carnegie, one of his principles is make the conversation all about the other person. And when I wrote my book, I took that phrase, and I turn it into make the conversation all about the other person until you have permission to talk about yourself. And you'll get that permission if, if you, in fact, start by making the conversation about the other person. Right. And that, you know, people always go, well, how do you do that? You ask good questions, right? It's the power of, of great questions, authentic curiosity and desire to, to know about the other person. <laughs> Again, a Dale Carnegieism is um, make the other person eager to want to open up. Ah, love it. Yeah. Good. So we're getting our connections. We're going through those. We're connecting with people we haven't connected with in a while, finding opportunities to connect over the phone or, or best yet in person so that we can nurture that relationship of existing of existing people, and that's going to build our, our network. So we've talked about network in terms of people contacting us, network in terms of us reaching out. So let's talk a little bit about this bigger visibility piece on LinkedIn. What good does it do to share content, and what type of content might I share that could be helpful? Good question. So LinkedIn has a tool that's called the Social Selling Index, SSI, Social Selling Index. And it's really easy to get to if you log into LinkedIn, then you can just change the, the address and the URL and the address bar. Just change it to uh, linkedin.com slash sales slash SSI. I'll repeat that. Once you've logged into LinkedIn, change the address, the, uh, the URL, the address bar to linkedin.com slash sales, S-A-L-E-S, slash F-S-I. And you can see your social selling index. And it's it, uh, in total transparency, it's not mine, but I can still be transparent about what it is. It is a sales page trying to get people to buy or subscribe to LinkedIn Sales Navigator. 
which is a powerful tool, but most people don't have a need for it. However, in the SSI, it breaks down four different categories that make up your social selling index. And each one of them, there's information on the page that tells you how it figures it out and a big picture about, you know, what does it mean about you have a, uh, um, your relationship on LinkedIn is one number, you're, you're connecting with the right people is another number. The third number is you are engaging with insightful content. And that's the part that most people miss. Every time I look at people's social selling index, they have three of the numbers that are in the average range in the middle or, I'm not, you know, everybody's range is different, but the engage with insightful content is the number that most people have very, very low. And that's because most people don't go to LinkedIn and give or share useful content. And this is how we develop a, a reputation, Marie. The more content that we share on LinkedIn, and we'll talk about what more means, but when we share content on LinkedIn that is relevant to who we are and what we do, as well as equally important or useful to our most important viewers, that's how we grow what I refer to as our reputation and others refer to as our personal brand. And so I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of at least a few times a week, at least a few times a week, share some content that's relevant to who you are and what you do that could be useful to your most important viewer. And it doesn't need to be hard work. It doesn't need to take a lot of time. It needs to be sincere. You never share something that you didn't read or that you feel is useful to your network. So, um, But it, this is a, what I call the engaging part of LinkedIn where you're sharing useful content that can help your network. And, again, it's how you build your reputation. Okay. Well, we are going to take another short break, but we'll come back here in just a few minutes. And Teddy, I'm hoping you can stay with us for a few more minutes and we can um, get, give people some more ideas about how they can share content. Yes, I will. All right. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. 
these possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking with Teddy Burris about LinkedIn and how you can use it for your betterment. And we've been talking about contacts and those types of things. And then we've continued on to talk about you sharing content. And this is usually where I have the most pushback from folks, that they don't have time to share content. Or I think most of the time it's really more that we're afraid that we are wasting our time by doing that. And so, Teddy, you had said that, you know, this doesn't have to take a lot of time and In fact, you know, I encourage people to think about ways that they can share things that they're already getting. So if you get an industry newsletter, there's usually a share button right there on those articles. If you go to any news outlet, there's a share button right there on the article. It doesn't have to take a lot of time, right? Absolutely. And and again, uh, when you, if you practice or experiment with uh, the websites or the blogs that you you read on a regular basis, that contains the content that's relevant to your business, you'll find those share buttons, and you'll learn how to do those. Again, it takes practice for you to do it, but if you practice enough, you can, I, I can um, I can assure you, you can share content on LinkedIn if you set yourself up appropriately so that you're always logged into LinkedIn on your browser so when you're doing other things, you can quickly hit that share button, type in your editorial, you know, change the, uh, the, who you're going to share it with, and hit the share button. In 10, 15 seconds, you can share a meaningful article that could, uh, could help you grow your reputation on LinkedIn. Right, and it is best to say something about that article or to put your own voice there. But if you're letting that stop you, you know, just start with just sharing things. And and then once you get comfortable with that, you can move into putting your, your own comment in front of it. Um, you know, start start somewhere, start where you're comfortable, and then you can grow from there. Absolutely. I, I'm with you, Marie. I, I'm a big fan of, of when I share something, I'm going to tell you why I shared it, but it doesn't need to be this big, long-winded thing. You could just simply go, oh, my golly, this was a great read. 
I think you can help anybody else who does this and click hit share. Right. Yeah. So those are the, the three steps, right? We've got to have our content ready. Then we've got to sh- share, communicate by building our, our, our group, our connections. Mm-hmm. And then we can really use it as a tool to build our reputation or our brand by sharing those articles, others or our own in, mm-hmm. in the content additions there. So those steps, those are my three steps, right? <laughs> the, yeah. the content, the connections, and then the communication piece of it. But you have your four bullets that you teach. So share with us your four, your four bullets in summary here. And they're very similar to what, uh, what you just referred to, Maria. I call it presence. I have to create a presence by building a profile that very clearly tells my most important viewer who I am and what I do relevant to them. That's called presence. The second thing is build a network. You want to build a network of people who are of interest to you um, or, and or you're of interest to them. You want to build a network of your most important viewers and the influencers. And when I say build a network, I'm not just saying collecting business cards or collecting LinkedIn connections. Engage with your network immediately, even if it's just a hello. Engage with them immediately. That's building your network. The third step is build your reputation. Because if you've got a great profile, you've got a growing network, the next thing you need to do is you need to give to that network by sharing useful and interesting content so that they can perceive you as the expert, the professional, the go-to person, or somebody they can trust and respect in the context of the content you're sharing, which, again, needs to be relevant to who you are, what you do, and of use to your network. Those are the three big pieces, presence, network, reputation. The fourth piece is really prospecting, it's, uh, and it can be called prospecting. It can be called research. It's all about finding organizations you want to know more about and or finding people that you want to know more about so that you can potentially find ways to connect to those individuals and find ways to connect to those companies. And it's the sum of all four, Marie, that really creates value on social media as well as LinkedIn. Presence, network, reputation, and research. Perfect. I love it. So to backtrack just a little bit here, we were talking about when you do want to connect with someone, um, there are some times where it may be appropriate to connect through LinkedIn, but that we might also want to connect off of LinkedIn. So tell, tell me a little bit about your thoughts there. Well, I'm, a, I'm an advocate uh, well, first of all, let me make sure you're clear about a philosophy that I live by, Marie, and that is my network is my most important asset in life. Let me repeat that. My network is my most important asset in life. And this is how, this is absolutely a, a, a blunt and clear statement to me. Now, by the way, my wife and my four daughters and my 10 grandkids are a part of my network. And that's, you know, my, and I have to say it out loud because my wife is downstairs. But that's fact. I mean, they are a part of my network. My family is a part of my network. But everything that we achieve in life 
for the most part, we achieve through our network. And so I want to do everything I can to grow my network, and I also want to do everything I can to connect with my network in as many relevant ways as I can, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, their personal email, their personal cell phone number, get to know them personally to some degree. Again, we're relevant and focused on the right goals. You don't do this with everybody. But the more you can connect with your most important viewers in many different ways, you get to know those individuals in many different ways. And the relationship grows far greater than a business card and a proposal. And that's important. Right. So if we're connecting with people, we want to do it in a way that works for them as best as we know. So as you said, some people prefer to connect on LinkedIn and maybe they'll connect with you that way and they'll send you an email that way. You you might ask people what they prefer. I would tell you straight up that you should not contact me on LinkedIn because there's no way to sort that inbox. And so uh-huh. it's a pile in 10 seconds every day. There's just a pile of stuff in LinkedIn and there's no way to sort it. And I don't like to delete yeah. anything. So I, you know, if you want to be responded to connecting to on LinkedIn is not going to, not going to work for, for me. And so it's thinking about what's the best way to connect for that individual that I'm trying to make a relationship with. Absolutely. And, and often it's the phone. I mean, I, here's when, when I say engage immediately, if, if I connect with somebody on LinkedIn and they are either someone of very high interest to me or, or an influencer or a most important viewer and their phone number is in their profile, I will call them and say hello. And I'm very deliberate about my methodology there, but I will, if I call you, Marie, and say hello, and we have a quick little chat where I try to make it all about you, and you're smiling when you're talking to me, imagine the level of the relationship that's happening. It's growing. And so that's important for me to do. And furthermore, if you, have, if you show a Twitter account and you use Twitter, I'm going to connect with you there and say hello. I discover you have an Instagram account, I'm going to follow you there and say hello. I'll find out in short order where you want to engage and where you're not interested in engaging, and that's where I'm going to engage with you. Perfect. So, Teddy, you've shared so many great insights today. I want you to also share with folks where they can connect with you or how they can follow you to get more of your great insight. And I appreciate that opportunity. I'm a, I'm a big user of LinkedIn, so I love to connect with people who are interested in the best practices of using LinkedIn as a business tool and or career uh, transition tool. So look for me on LinkedIn. As long as you tell me in a personal note that you heard my interview with Marie, then I'm going to accept your invite. And if you don't tell me that, then I'm going to, put you through the process I put everybody else through and it may not be, we may not connect. So if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, send me a personal invite. I would love to connect with your listeners. And furthermore, if you don't want to connect, just find me on LinkedIn and follow me. And here, it's even easier than that, Marie. All they have to do is Google Teddy Burris, double R-I-S-S for Burris, B-U-R-R-I-S-S. Google Teddy Burris. I do not hide. 
If you find me somewhere on LinkedIn, Facebook business, Twitter, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, connect with me or follow me there, and I promise you I have fun and I share lots of content that can help others, and, um, and I love to connect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights. And listeners, don't go anywhere. We're going to come back and kind of tie a red bow around this and what it means for you moving forward in using LinkedIn for your career or business development. Thank you again so much, Teddy. And we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we had the pleasure of talking with Teddy Burris. I'm sure you got a ton out of his conversation and the suggestions that he gave the high points and he kind of went through his bullet bullet points here but you know people tend to spend too much time playing with the details of their profile so it is important that you have a completed profile but it's important mostly that you've thought behind the scenes 
about who the audience for that profile is, and that as you're compiling your profile, you keep that audience in mind. With the new user interface, a lot of those details, people are going to have to click to expand those details, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they're less important. So, you know, just because you can only read the first couple of lines of your summary now doesn't mean that having a good, complete summary that, that introduces me to who you are as a professional is, isn't still important. And similarly, those experience entries, you know, now I'm going to have to click on those. But if I'm really interested and in, in wondering what you do, I'm, I'm still going to do that. And having an experience detailed section for each of your most recent jobs that, that shares what you did in that job is still going to help me get a, a good picture of who you are and why, why we might want to connect. So that profile is important and, and don't get stuck there because that's only one of the four pieces in Teddy's system or, or one of the three in mine. So it's a, sh- it's a small piece of the pie in terms of what makes LinkedIn effective for you. So start there, get that profile completed and and in terms of thinking through who are your audience is, get content in there that makes sense, and then start to connect or reconnect and really engage your network. And Teddy was talking about figuring out you know, 15 minutes a day or or 15 connections a week or whatever goal you want to set for yourself to engage with the people that are already in your network. I don't encourage you to say happy birthday to people. Um, Not that you can't do that, but don't, I wouldn't consider that one of your connections necessarily with that person because it's become a little bit too easy, just like, you know, a like on Facebook. If you say happy birthday to someone, they're more than likely getting 10, 15, maybe even 100 of those on their birthday. I would encourage you, if someone is important in your network, to stay in contact with, send them a happy birthday, but then also reach out on just a regular old any other day when they may not have a whole bunch of stuff in their inbox and or, as Teddy suggested, reach out via email, reach out via phone. If you're going to tell somebody happy birthday, do that through email or phone instead of on LinkedIn and you might have a better chance of capturing their attention and really making that connection. There are services where you could send, you know, a, a pretty happy birthday card via email But even just sending that happy birthday and a a little bit more of a message, how are you kind of engagement is going to be better than clicking the button on LinkedIn, which allows you to just send them that that happy birthday. Doesn't go very far to really establishing a connection. It does maintain, which is better than nothing. So do what you can and consider making that connection a little bit more engaging with your network. So as you're reaching out to new people, you're using you're using that idea of actually wanting to connect with this person. And that will take figuring out how you get it done. So on your phone, if you just hit connect, it's going to send that 
message to the person that just says, I want to connect on LinkedIn. If you want to send a personalized message, you'll have to play around with your phone and figure out how how to do it. Usually there's three little dots in a corner somewhere that look like a menu. That's kind of the new, new standard for a menu is these three little dots or three lines. And if you click there, you'll have the opportunity to create a personalized message. So it might take a little bit more time to figure out how to make it work. And then once you've done that, you can do it every time. It may take a little bit more time up front, but you're going to have better outcomes. So just clicking that connect button is not going to get you what you want most of the time. So we're getting our, our presence. We are working on engaging our network. Then we're building that reputation or brand by sharing Again, this doesn't have to take a lot of time. It can be sharing articles that you already read. It can be sharing things from your professional association newsletters. You do want to consider what you share and how you share it and how that reflects on your brand. I see a lot of people sharing things on on LinkedIn that are, you know, maybe more Facebook relevant in terms of funnies or personal types of things, you know, you want to think about how that reflects on your brand before you share it. Politics, religion, part of those baby things you want to share that align with your brand. And, and those are all considerations we want to take that everything we share may be seen by our target audience and that everything we share is on brand. However, that doesn't mean that we want to keep it too tight because if we don't share things that show any of our personality, we're really defeating the purpose. So it's finding a happy medium there somewhere between sharing things that are truly and authentically you and being careful of how what we share reflects on our reputation or on our on our brand. Then our fourth Fourth step there is to use it for research or, as Teddy said, to, to prospect. This is the number one reason that we want to build your network. If you're especially a job seeker or using LinkedIn for sales, people always say, well, you know, why do I want to have a large network? Well, if you don't have a larger network, it's really hard to use LinkedIn as a research tool because your visibility to other profiles is quite limited. So you want to use LinkedIn or any other social media in a strategic and thoughtful way to build a, a network. And yet the larger that network is, the better research you have. So you want to balance those as well and not be too stingy in terms of who you're connecting with there on, on your social media, especially on LinkedIn. So as you head into the holidays here in the new year, you're thinking about ways that you can improve your career for 2015, 2017, holy moly, 2017. LinkedIn is a great tool. If you take the time, a little bit time each day or a little bit of time each week and use it as the tool that it can be to grow your career, to build your reputation and to create that quote-unquote safety net 
your safety net is not going to be any job or any company. Your safety net is going to be your network. And as Teddy said, that is what's going to help you get to where you want to go and hopefully give you opportunities to help others get where they want to go as well. We will have uh, great content coming to you for the next couple of weeks if you're still going to be listening to podcasts over the holiday. And then we'll be back with another live show on January 8th with another great guest talking about how automation and outsourcing is impacting job search. So we look forward to hearing from you in 2017. You can always get in contact with me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. And we'll see you in 2017. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.